Good morning. This here is Pastor Mike from the Home Church Online. And I'm glad to be here this morning and to give you this message straight from the Lord. If you would, please bow your heads in prayer, then we'll go right into the message. Gracious Heavenly Father, we just come to you in a mighty way here today with your word being brought forth. Right now, we just ask the Holy Spirit to go forth to stir the hearts of the people to be able to bring the truth out and you be the great teacher to teach them to reveal the truth of the word, your word, Father God, into their hearts and reveal it to their spirit as well as to their mind and their soul. And they would change them, Father God, the, the message they hear today and they would start putting their trust in you instead of the world. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, folks, the topic of the message for this Sunday morning, and it is trusting in God by total faith. This is what we are looking at here today as a congregation. We are looking at what do you really put your trust in? Are you putting your trust in the world? Are you really tr putting your trust in God? How do you put your trust in God? Well, we're going to search the scriptures here to find out. And, you know, the definition of trust in the Webster's Dictionary is to believe or to give credit to, to comment, to commit to the care of, in confidence, trust your maker with the, yourself and all of your concerns. Oh, that means trust your maker with yourself and all of your concerns. Wow, that is deep, folks. Do you trust God with all all your concerns? Or do you are you worrying and fretting and, and oh me, oh my kind of stuff? Or are you scratching your head and and in in uh, high anxiety? Are you really putting your trust in the word of God? That is that when you put your trust in the word of God, that means you're trusting God. So we're going to look at the scriptures here today, this morning, to see what it, the word trusting in the Lord God has to say. So if you would, open up your Bibles, if you have them there. If not, you can take your pen and paper and you can jot down these scriptures and, and read them later. And we're going to go to Psalms 31, verse 5. Psalms 31, verse 5. We're going to start with verse 5, and it says, Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God, of truth. Verse 6, I have hated them that regard lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord God. Wow, here you keep seeing, we keep seeing, I trust in the Lord God. You know, this is where it's so important. Dan, uh, not Daniel. Uh, you know, uh, David was putting that trust in God, in prayer. He was trusting everything with God's word. This is what's so important. But I trust in the Lord is saying here in verse uh, 30, I mean 31, verse 6, is the, uh, the God of truth can't lie or deny himself nor deceive who is unchangeable and without any variance, variableness or shadows of turning. 
God's word is true. It's solid. It's solid as a rock. It will not change. God says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But what is it? It's our minds that go wishy-washy like the waves on the ocean because we're not in the word. We're not praying. We're not seeking him. We're also not fearing the Lord God. That is a reverence fear of trust and integrity, which we'll be talking about later on in this message. Verse 37, I mean, chapter 37 in Psalms, starting with verse 3. Trust in the Lord, Lord and do good. And it says, and do good, so shalt thy dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. That means the Lord God, if you are delighting yourselves in the word and meditating upon his word and truly trusting his word and act upon his word and commanding in prayer, standing in sonship of in prayer, in authority, then that means that you're desires of your heart when it lines up with the word of god will come true folks hello we've got to look at this we're going to go to psalms 40 verse 3 psalms 40 verse 3 and it says and he hath put a new song in my heart even praise unto our god many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the lord Verse 4 of 40. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turneth aside to lies. Here it says fear. Fear is a reverence that we're going to be talking about, like I said later on. It is a fear, the integrity of God, and shall trust in the Lord in all things and all ways. Because, again, like I said, trust is the rock solid. Word, the word of God is rock solid. He will perform what he says he will do. His word will come to vo- uh, not void. It will come to fulfill what it is said to do. When God spoke out, light, light be, in, in, in the creation, you know, yeah, it's still going on out in space here today, folks. When the word, it's creative. When we speak out of our mouth, if we're not speaking the word of God out of our mouth, we speak in negative things, we're creating negative things. If we speak the word of God out of our mouth, we're speaking creative things, and it will create things of God. So we've got to be watching what we say, so we've got to be trusting in God's word to declare it out of our mouth when we declare and de- command and decree that out of our mouths in Jesus' name. We're going to go to Psalms 118.8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Man will let you down. He will let you down every time. But when you trust in the Lord God, he will never let you down. He, he will always perform his word, like I said, because he's the same yesterday today and forever he's rock solid he will not move off of off of his word whatsoever he is true and faithful come on folks we're the ones that are wishy-washy 
I keep saying the Lord. The Lord's telling me to say this. We are the double-minded people because we're not have a solid prayer life. We are not consecrated before him. We're not consecrated enough to stay on a pathway and keep on a road of holiness. Yes, he wants us to live a good life, but he doesn't want us to indulge in sin, okay? Sin is self-indulged nonsense. That's all sin is. Okay, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. Our mind, our carnal mind is full of fleshly thoughts. Folks, our carnal mind, it says our own understanding is our carnal thinking. That's the reason why we have to have the word of God washing our mind daily and trusting in the Lord's word but to perform it in us. When we take it in, it's got to come out. What you put in, garbage in, garbage out. Good stuff in, good stuff out. It's very, very simple. You know, a lot of people don't get this, but this is what it is. Proverbs 28:25 says, He that is, is of a proud heart stirreth up strife, but he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. In other words, you put God before anything else, number one, he's going to take care of you. He's going to see you through the tight times. He's got your back. He will never let you down. God always has one more move. When the devil's, the devil's telling you you've got you in checkmate, God says, I've got one more move. You know, when your back's up against the wall, the devil's saying, you're not going nowhere. God says, watch this. I've got one more move. God's got the final say of everything in your life. If you have surrendered your life, made Jesus Christ the Lord over your life, and you're living the best you can, a repented lifestyle before the Lord, and, and consecrated your life, and in prayer and in supplication, working out your salvation with fear and trembling each and every day, and when you do mess up, you repent of your sins and you stay before the Lord humbly and you trust him, then he is going to keep you protected, folks. But if you're wishy-washy, doing your own self-centered thing, doing what you want to do, and you're half-measuring it and you're lukewarm, guess what? You're on your own and the enemy out there will devour you. He will take you apart, tear you apart from limb to limb. Proverbs 29:25 says, "The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe." There again, you put your trust in the Lord, he's going to get the blood of Jesus Christ. He paid the price on the cross for you and I to keep us safe, and God his Father it sealed the deal the day at Calvary. So if you want to go out and do what you want to go do, then you're nullifying that contract. And the blood of Jesus is not covering you when you're out sinning, folks. And you don't want to repent and you just keep doing what you wanted to go do. You're nullifying that, uh, that blood covenant contract. It's, not, it's not, not the greasy grace. Once saved, always saved. It does not work. It's not that way. I don't know who come up with that, but it doesn't work that way. You've got to work out your salvation daily with fear and trembling. 
that fear is reverence of God, going to Him in prayer and supplication and repentance. You know, it's this thing that you've got to work out on a daily basis. Here's a question I got for you. So why are we, the church, the body, you got to look at this, so conformed to this world that we live in? Why is that? They've got all these gidgy gadgets out here. We've been totally distracted, folks. The enemy, enemy over the period of time has come and dumbed us down, and we've got distracted in church. We don't pray. Prayer, our prayer life is zero because if it was up where it's supposed to be, the world wouldn't be in the place it is. We really look at it, okay? The reflection of the world is a reflection of the church. Hello, I'll say that again. The reflection of what's going on in the U.S. of A. is a reflection of what's going on in the church. For the most part, yes, there is a remnant church that's doing what they're supposed to be doing. I'm talking for the most part. Because you got the ones out here, you know, you got to pray. you got to pray things through. What happened to that? What happened to the overnight lock-ins where you pray, pray all night, have prayer meetings all night long? I remember them. I remember them. Where you pray, you go in and you have praise and worship, and you you're up all night long praying and interceding for uh, for countries, for whatever the Holy Spirit lays upon your hearts to pray for. It could be the something about the ministry, the church, whatever the Holy Spirit's laid upon your hearts to pray for. You'd be praying for all night long. Folks, what what about that? Oh, I guess it's easier, to, you know, we just do a drive-through prayer and expect for to do. The Muslims, I'm going to just say right now, the Muslims pray five times a day, religiously. Religiously, five times a day. They'll stop what they're doing, pray five times a day. Do we do that as Christians? No, we do not. We don't pray five times a day to our Heavenly Father, but they pray to their false God five times a day. They've been brainwashed into that. But we, out of a love, should be doing that to our Father. Are we that radical and committed to doing that? We should be doing that more and more. Because if we were, we you'd be seeing more signs, wonders, and miracles happening all around us. There should be more signs, miracles, and wonders happening all around us. It'd be just flooding everywhere. The, the hospital should be emptied out almost. But it's not. Why is that? It's because we got wishy-washy people out here. God never changes. I'm going to read a scripture here. It says Romans 12, 2. You probably heard it a thousand and one times. You're going to hear it a thousand and two times. And it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may be reproved, which is good and acceptable, and perfect will of God. And how you do that is by the word of God, by reading it. That's how you get your mind, you know, your mind renewed by getting in the word of God and trusting his word and what it says. You If it's written in there, I believe it from Genesis to Revelation, okay? Everything, you know, it didn't pass away at the last apostle. When he died, no, it's still in operation. The Holy Ghost is, the Holy Spirit still alive and dwells in each and every one of us that has been uh, born again, truly born again. There, there's a difference there. Truly born again, 
He lives inside of us, so that means the same Holy Spirit is, the gifts are still flowing, still going on here to this day as it was back then in Acts. So, you know, folks, this denominational stuff has got to cease. And, you know, there is no de uh, denominational stuff in he heaven. It, we, we're all saints. We're all called to be saints of God. That's what we're called to be, not no a denominational garbage. Uh, we, we've got to get over this stuff, okay? It's because that's what man's spin is. I'm this, I'm that, I'm or I'm this. No, I'm a saint of God. That's what we're called to be, saints. And it says right here, it says, God never changes. If there's uh, if there anyone we can trust, is there anyone we can trust out here? No, only one we can trust is God. People let us down again and again and again because they're 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 just complacent, complacency. They're complacent and they're they're not trustworthy. The majority of them. Yes, there is people out here that you can trust, but there's few and far between. But God will never let us down. God will never let you down. Jesus will never let you down. The Holy Spirit will never let you down. But man will let you down. You hear that, folks? God's Word will never let you down. When you stand on it, believe on it, pray it through, He will never let you down. But God is so good. But God will never let you down because He never changes. His promises are good, and He you know, and his unchanging character. It says here in, in uh, Hebrews Hebrews, 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He's just like his father. He never changes. It's, he says it. It's That's what it is. If it's written in, in the word, it's done. It's a done deal. Jesus doesn't change. The living God doesn't change. His love, his truth, and his goodness are not governed by external circumstances or conditions. They'll never waver. They'll never waver. They're not going to waver. They're not going to waver at all. Just like when Peter got out of the boat. He got out of the boat. Peter is the one that wavered because of the waves of life, the conditions of life, of the waves hit him. And all the lightning and everything else of, of the of things of life were hitting him in the face, and he got distracted, folks. Just like the enemy has distracted folks out here in the body for so many years, we've gotten dumbed down, and the enemy has lurked into the churches through ministries, through praise and worship, through music, through teachings, through doctrinal arrows and Bibles and different other things. It slowly crept in there, and a lot of it is is a lot of technology has come in there and eroded. The technology has eroded. A lot of it's good if it's used correctly, but when you use it to the wrong extreme and wrong conditions, when you overdo it to the you know flip side of it, you know, and it, when it takes over and you do into the extreme point of it, where you uh, use that as a God and you're taking all your time, it's taking all your time away from serving God, then it has become an idol and you need to get rid of it or uh, do something with it to cast it aside because it's taking your time away from God. 
Therefore, God's characters and promises that he makes are supremely worthy of our trust and commitment. He does what he says, and his covenant love is always dependable. Always dependable. You know, God is so dependable. You know, when you think that there's nothing else that's going to come through, there's always that ram in the bush that's there waiting for you and I. When we've been when we've been so down, we've been praying and praying and seeking and standing on the word, and finally there's that ram in the bush to get us out of whatever we need. The provision has always been made, always will be made when you put God first in all things. Now we're going to go into integrity. Integrity is the moral principles and soundness and the moral characters and honesty of God. Fear of, of the Lord God. That is the general reference of a Pacific as respect and awe in the deity of submission to the fear of God. This is part of trust as well. In Genesis 22, he said, Lay thine, uh, thine hand upon the lad, neither thou do thou any harm unto him, for now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld my son, thou only son from me. See, you know, this is the main thing, is we got to have that fear of God is respect back in the body. Do we really have that respect back in the body of the fear of God? Proverbs 9 10 says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. That's that fear is the reverence of integrity, trust. But what do we do? We let everything else in the world take take prevalence over that. It you know it takes all of our time. So what do we want? Do we want the world? We want the the system. So when when the uh, system crashes. And uh, the tribulation starts, and are we going to take the mark? And some people say, well, the rapture is going to happen before then. We don't know the time nor the hour when the rapture is going to happen. Only the Father knows. So I don't want to hear anything about the rapture stuff. It will happen when it's supposed to happen. So let's look at the facts, folks. Let's say it happens, rapture happens when it happens, Okay. Don't even put that in there. You know, we don't want to get, say, the jail, uh, get out of jail free card. We're, we might have to go through some stuff first, okay? Let's just say, let's just take, for instance, we got to go through some stuff. So, what are you going to do? Are you going to believe God's word? Are you going to take the mark? Is he going to, it's going to get real hard. Are you going to take it or are you going to believe God's word for all the provisions that you need? Well, you better start now. If you don't start now, you've got a problem because when it starts, all the stuff starts crumbling and everything starts getting tight, what are you going to do? Well, I want to get on board now. It's going to be a little too hard to do that. Now's the time not to be lukewarm, but to be on fire. He's wanting you to get on fire for him because Jesus said that if you're lukewarm, he's going to do what? Vomit you out of his mouth, spew you. This means the same thing out of his mouth if you're lukewarm. He wants you fiery hot. He wants you back. If you've gotten away from him, he wants you back. 
Let's go to uh, Psalms 34.9. It says, Oh, fear the Lord, you, his saints. That's us. Here we go, his saints. For there is no weight to them that fear him. He only truly fears God who loves him. He who only truly, he who truly fears God loves him. And he who loves God obeys him. And to him who fears, loves, and obeys God, there can only be no want of these unless, uh, uh, I can't even read that, excuse me, essentials to his happiness wherever spiritual or temporal of his life or for that which is to come. So, folks, we've got to love God, obey God, and obey his word, regardless what our mind tells us. That's the reason why we've got to die daily to our flesh and have our spirit man stronger than our flesh. Because our spirit man wants to, will want, we have to have him to rule instead of our flesh man. Our flesh always wants to rule. That warring battle is always there. Romans 3.18 says, There is no fear of God before their eyes. Hebrews 10.31 says, It is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. You know, that is so true. You know, I want to be right. I want to have uh, everything that I know that I've prayed. I've done everything here on earth. I don't have any unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will keep you out of heaven. It'll send you straight to hell. You don't want to have unforgiveness whatsoever or bitterness or anything. You want to get rid of all your sins. That's a sin, folks. You got to get rid of all that. It opens up doors. You got to close all that stuff. You got to get rid of it. So it is clear from the passages that fearing God is good because it saves us from craving into our own sinful nature. That is very true. Like I was saying, I don't want to get into our sinful nature. I don't want our flesh, to, my flesh to rule. This is why hearing somebody, someone is God-fearing actually makes you want to trust that person even more. You want to look at them and, let the whole, and ask the Holy Spirit then to show you, give you spiritual discernment about that individual. And then you can trust them as what the Holy Spirit has to say. If you fear God, you are most likely to keep your word and treat others with kindness. I'll say that again. If you fear God, you are more likely to keep your word and treat others with kindness. Isn't that so true? We see in the body of Christ the, all the the backbiting, the, the gossiping, and you know, uh, and, and I'm not talking, uh, you know, I'm not bashing no churches. But, you know, God is, the Lord God is telling me by his Holy Spirit, this stuff has got to quit, folks. We've got to get into praying. We've got to get into back in, into the supplication of praying and loving on one another, being with one another in one accord, seeking God, because things are getting ready to come here to this nation even though we have a God-fearing uh, president that has been put into office by God, you know, 
and we need to lift him up for, in prayer and his cabinet and everybody else that is connected with him. Yes, we have to do that. Do you spend time doing that, folks? Do you spend time praying for Israel? Do you spend time praying for your loved ones? Do you spend time praying for other people besides yourself? Do you spend time pre uh, praying for just everything else that the Holy Spirit gives you to pray for? Then at the end, you pray for your needs at the end. Come on, folks. We've got to get back and spend time in prayer and supplication with the Lord. He's wanting a fellowship with you, a relationship with you. That's what he's after because I'm telling you, what's getting ready to come to this nation is not going to be pretty. I've already been shown it by the Holy Spirit. I can't reveal it, but it is not going to be very pretty. So, folks, we have got to get with it. We, as a body of Christ, as saints, have to get together as one accord again and drop this denominational garbage and get back into sainthood and get back helping one another, loving on one another. When we see a brother and sister in need, you help them out and do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do, and you'll be blessed and trust God in all things, in his word. And when prayer, you do a spiritual authority prayer by commanding, declaring and decreeing your prayers and you will see a dramatic increase in your prayer life in jesus blessed name until then folks that's the end of the message i love you guys and we will see you again and god bless you love you all we'll be back again bye